Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by Czech photographer Martin Rack. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? You keeping well? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing great today. Good stuff. Thank you very much for joining me to discuss uh, discuss your recent book, Komorebi, which was published through Koza Books. But before we get into talking about that, Martin, it would be great if you could give everyone an introduction to your photographic journey and background. Okay, hi everyone. Uh, I'm a landscape photographer. I was born in 1984, so that means I'm 38 years old today or <laughs> this year. And uh, I started with photography at quite an early age, at the age of six, because my grandfather uh, was um, he was like an amateur photographer and he was collector of old cameras. Cool. So I was surrounded uh, by all kinds of cameras since I was a little kid. So. When I was six, uh, he gave me a little Russian camera, which I start, uh, started to play with. And he uh, taught me all the basics about photography, about uh, aperture, exposure time, etc. Yeah. But I um, really started my photographic journey around 2008 or 2009 uh, with uh, my first digital SLR, which I bought back then. And... Uh, because I love nature and I've always loved, you know, being outside, hiking, climbing in the mountains. I just um, wanted to wanted to capture the the beauty of of the nature surrounding me, especially here in the Czech Republic. Um, so I started uh, photographing uh, in the Bohemian Switzerland Natural Park, yeah, uh, which is on the border with uh, with Germany, and you know there there are. Like most of my images now are from there and, and from the surrounding areas. And then, of course, I started to travel and, and I visited uh, quite a lot of countries with, with my camera. And and uh, then the hobby soon became passion. And yeah. now uh, it's, it, it's, it's my profession. So it's uh, I love what I'm doing and uh, it's great. Good stuff. Yeah, quite. I think that's how many things, many, I think that's how photography starts for many people. It starts as a hobby and then it very quickly de it develops into a passion. Yeah. And it's, it's whether from that <laughs> point on you maintain it as a passion or you take it one step further and it becomes, it becomes the profession. But I think there's not many, I would say, hobby photographers. There are probably more passionate photographers out there who it becomes all, all inducing and time consuming because, yeah, you exactly. You, particularly for those of us who are working Monday to Friday, it's the weekends become sacrosanct and you're waiting to see, are you going to get the conditions that enable you to yeah. go out and get some shots? Uh, because you've seen the beautiful conditions during the week when you're sitting in the office working away. So, um, yeah, so it's great. And I've, I've followed your work for a period of time and it, it's great to see you have brought out a book focusing on, and it's really um I think it really shows off your passion for trees and woodlands, the book. Um, mm -hmm. So, so how, how did the project come about? Well, uh, it, it, it has always been my dream to publish a photography book. And yeah. uh, because I, I knew Greg from, from Kozu Books back yeah. maybe from 2010, Okay. When we were uh, chatting on the Google Plus, which was uh, <laughs> like a, uh, a social network back then, yeah. very quite quite popular among photographers. 
and uh, so so we got in touch and and i i back then bought one one of his books and i really liked the okay. like the, the the paper and, and the work he yep. he did because uh, i think uh, his books were are very well made they are yeah so so i sort of knew that when i would uh, publish a book like any time in the future i would uh, i would contact greg and I think it was two years ago I, I got in got in touch with him that I would like to uh, publish a book about my woodland photography because that's because uh, trees are uh, one of the subjects uh, which you can find in almost any of my images. Yes, of course, in not all of them, but I would say maybe uh, like ninety percent of my work include trees. Yeah. So uh, I, I really wanted to put out um, a nice collection of, of different take uh, takes of, of the of the tree subject or woodland subject. So uh, yeah, we we got in touch and and Greg liked that idea. And yeah. So so I sent him some first preview of images and then then we started to uh, to select the work for the uh, yeah. for the book. And you'd obviously been shooting the work for quite a quite a period of time before you got in touch with Greg. Did you continue yeah. shoot? Did you continue shooting and adding to the body of work once you were in touch? If if there was maybe areas that you wanted to kind of st still capture specific shots for, I didn't take. I, I wouldn't say that I captured specific shots for the yep. book, but uh, but I, like last year during the summer and autumn. I was shooting uh, some images which were like my when, when I was shooting them I knew that they would they would uh, be, come be, the, yeah. be, be, be in the book so uh, yeah I, I expanded it a little bit last year but yeah. most of the work uh, was shot I think it was between 2014 and yeah. 2020. Cool, very good and talk, talk me through the name where does where does the name the title of the book come from? Well, it's a it's a Japanese word, uh, komorebi, yep. and it means uh, light filtering through trees or light going through the forest. It, yeah. You know, it, there are several translations, but I uh, really like the the meaning of this word, and I think it's it's perfect. And in no other language, there is yeah. such word which would describe uh, basically a moment in in, yeah. in uh, like time and place. Yeah. Uh, so, like when I saw it, I I, I saw that that's a perfect word, and that would be a title for for my book once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, think, I I think it's such a it's such a, a close, uh, it's such a perfect perfect phrase and perfect uh, subject for for what you've been shooting as well. It just represents so much of your work. Um, yeah, and and it just it just works perfectly with the title, and there's just I think also with your with with some of your work, there's just such a peacefulness and a calmness to it, which reminds me of what Japan is actually like as well. Such a peaceful, calm country. Um, so I, th I think yeah, it works it works beautifully well, um, and a lovely title and one that actually most people can pronounce because uh, many times yeah. these days it's it's uh, yeah how how on earth do you say that sort of word? It might be great and fancy and have a particular meaning, but no one can actually understand uh, <laughs> under, understand how to say it. So when you when you came to it, it's like you've obviously I think very much looked at focusing through the seasons through the book. Would that be I yeah? We, we we sequence the the book like through the season, so it's uh like starting in, in with the lush lush green colors of yep. the spring and then it goes through the the, the summer autumn and and it finishes in uh, in winter basically yeah and yeah. then then there are also different um 
there are some more intimate scenes and then yeah. then you go like for even few like grand grand vista shots yeah. and it goes through the uh, through the whole whole book yeah yeah I, th- I think it works really nicely with with working through the seasons and it's lovely to see the tonal change as you go yeah. as, you, as you say from the beautiful greenness uh, through the summer and then obviously all of, a, all of a sudden you begin to see your wonderful iconic like single tree shots with just the beautiful orange leaves on it that when I see it, I, I can when I see them on social media, I kind of generally automatically assume that it's probably one of your shots, uh, <laughs> because I've seen them so many times. And then, in, then into then into your then into the winter shots as well, which again, yeah, just just beautiful locations and just the the huge big snow piles of snow at the side of some nice wee river that's working up with a couple of nice trees. Um, so yeah, it, it works it works it works beautifully well. Thank you. It's, uh... Yeah, it's uh, like like the the as, as you're you're mentioning the winter work. I was um, I was a lot influenced by Michael Kenna. Yeah. So <laughs> I I love his work, especially from from Japan. So we'll get to it later. Yeah. It's one of my uh, <laughs> one of my favorite books. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I I always look forward to the to to the winter to have uh, enough snow so I can you know go for the for the shapes and and just get lost in the in the white void. <laughs> yeah, as we were talking about beforehand, winter winter's probably my favorite favorite season to be out shooting and just when when you get the snow all of a sudden it, it is purely down to for me it's down to just the shapes and structures of what yeah. of what you're seeing it's 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 uh, yeah just minimalism on a plate so to speak you don't need yeah, to it's, worry it, about... it's all about the simplicity you know then then yeah. when when there's no snow it's kind of frustrating but when there's the first snowfall you just uh, i just get out and and i can spend the whole day outside yeah, particularly particularly if you're caught in the middle of a nice snowfall as well, snowstorm, mm-hmm. be, because mm-hmm. you just it just you just get a lovely effect, and it just as you say when when you like something that's quite minimal, and you don't like the messiness or craziness that's yeah, going on in exactly. the shots, the snow just takes care of all that for you. You 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 immediately, and I think also the shapes just really stand out for themselves. The compositions just begin to appear a little bit easier as well from yeah it simplifies the scene and then as yeah. you said if you have a, um, a the, there's a snow falling yep. it creates like a film of, of mist yes and it, yep. uh, it, it it also like adds some depth to the scene and and it's yeah the, the yep. best best winter conditions for myself yeah. but no yeah and I, th- I think one of my favorite shots one of my favorite shots is what is one of your winter winter scenes where you've where you've basically got just really nice dark uprights but then you've got just it's just a patch of the beautiful orange leaves that just goes straight across the straight across the middle and yeah it's just just a lo- lovely shot um but at the same time it's it's fantastic to see your your shots from during the summer and through the spring, because I think for many people they maybe put their cameras away during the summer months. Uh, so it's it's great to see how you've also captured those those conditions in in terms of the woodland photography as well. Yeah, for me, I, I think you know I can photograph any time of the year, or I I need to photograph all the time, you know, <laughs> during the whole year because of course I can take like a few weeks break, but then I want to go out and shoot again. Yeah. So I, I think it's all about the conditions, and um, I, I don't care so much about the um, 
like places or locations where I shoot. I think I, I can find something, you know, almost everywhere. Um, so, for example, in the summer when there is a um, thunderstorm yep. and you, you have, have like a really, really hot summer day and then there's a storm, I just, you know, try to go into some deep valleys or gorges. We have yep. these, these gorges like sandstone, cool. uh, narrow sandstone valleys. And if I go there after the rain, it can create mist and then, then you can get it, uh, even some sun rays yeah. going uh, into the valley. So it's, it's a great atmosphere even in the, in the middle of summer. Yeah. And um, as, as you say, it's, it's, a great, it's a great comment that it's not so much about the location, it's about the subject. And actually, it's quite nice when looking through any body of work, actually, that the location is maybe not necessarily totally apparent as opposed to where yeah. someone is, because you, you, you can then relate to how that is compared to your own work. You're not looking at something thinking, yeah, that looks amazing, but I will only ever capture that sort of shot in that particular location. Whereas looking at your work, it reminds me of many of the woodlands that I've seen elsewhere and, and, and okay, there'll be some specific conditions to and some specific locations, but it, 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 it takes you back, takes me back into my own personal experiences of being in the woodlands, which is, which I think, plays a really big part in in kind of appreciation and feeling a connection to your work and and to what you were feeling when you were in those locations taking those shots yeah yeah it's um i also really like to shoot locally yeah because it's um yeah, yeah for me it just uh, i can adapt to the to the conditions and i i can plan the shots more Whereas if I you know travel far away, which I of course also do, yeah, it's uh, I'm just dependent on the conditions which I get there maybe for the week, yeah. and then then <laughs> I, I I might get lucky and get some shots, yeah. but it's very unpredictable. But but here I can can go to most of the locations. My it takes me maybe hour or two hours by car, yeah, and then yeah I can just. Uh, yeah, that's it. Died according to the weather. Yeah, and, and you become far more familiar with your locals with your local shots. You begin to explore them in a far more depth and far more detail and probably see them far differently as well. Whereas as you say, if you've got to travel and commit to going somewhere for a week, you could get there and you could find exactly. yeah. you could find yeah. conditions are brilliant and it's a very successful trip, but equally you could find that the conditions are dreadful and it becomes a struggle and frustration and hard and hard and then as soon as you travel, as soon as you leave the location to head back home, the conditions just miraculously change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's 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 how it is with with landscape photography. It just uh, and and that's what I like it, but you know, like yeah. uh, about the photography as well, because it's uh, it's uh, always a challenge, and yeah. you don't really know what you get. So um, that's. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I love about it. It's not like you you set up a scene in a studio and you know everything is perfect and yeah. you have lights and, and you, you shoot a product or, or a model or something yeah. and then you, you know how it's gonna go. But uh, yeah, you know yeah, what that, I'm that, talking about. That is that, yeah, absolutely. That is part of the challenge and and of, yeah. for me, photography is a hobby, so I, I have no pressure on having to produce any work. But yeah, I, it's like for me, I'm happy to go somewhere and if I don't get the shot. I've I've had a beautiful morning out just enjoying 
the peace and quiet, tranquility, wherever I am. But at the same time, when you come back with the shot and you think, right, okay, I now know what I'm looking for the next time you're going back out. And yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful feeling when it all comes off. But yeah, you, you could visit a location a dozen times before you before you get the conditions that you that you truly want. Uh, to, exactly. And, to, the, and, and then the final image is just a bonus, which might happen, but yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, 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 <laughs> sometimes it just takes time. That That's it. And I think a lot of people don't appreciate how many times you often have to visit particular locations in order to get the shots. They think you just rock up and the conditions are like that every single time and you come back with whatever you want and that's you done and dusted. But but it's, it's all part of the challenge. It's all part of the enjoyment and the satisfaction when, like you, you've produced a phenomenal body of work that kind of like really captures and, and, and demonstrates to everyone your, your passion for, for trees. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, because uh, trees for me, it's um, when when I when I'm in the forest, especially when it's uh, you know foggy or yeah. drizzling, there is rain. I just love uh, love the love the atmosphere, and uh, and I kind of get lost there, and it's uh, it's relaxed for myself, and I just uh, I, yeah. I just feel feel present, and I concentrate only on the on the composition and, or, you know, looking yeah. around and, and it just, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's a, it's a healing process basically you know, yeah, that, that, for myself. It's, uh, yeah. it's, um, yeah. That, that, yeah. So, so that's, that's, sorry, so that's why the book is just, uh, just about trees. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really nice to have a particular focus on the book as well, a real strong focus on the work that really brings out the best and, and tells the story that you wanted to tell because it is all about telling the narrative. And and I think if you when people introduce maybe a lot of subject matters to particular books, it, it maybe loses the focus of the story, whereas you've got a very strong focus um, through through the whole of the narrative. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, in, as as you said, like all the books or bodies of work should have like one strong subject, and of course you can deviate from it a little bit. Yeah, but it should like carry on through the uh, through the whole whole book yep. or or project. Yeah, and how how did you find the curation process? Um, how challenging was that when you've got to send over to Greg a selection of images, and then did you did you send over your initial thoughts and how you maybe thought it should be sequenced, or did he come back with some ideas? And um, how how did you find that process? Obviously, when you're doing it remotely, very much remotely as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we we agreed at the beginning that the that the season sequencing sequencing will be nice. Yes, and um, or a good good idea, and I think Greg has um, great experience with uh, curating photo books. So uh, he sent me some first draws, uh, drafts, and uh, I think he put it really nicely. Uh, I mean, even if if you look at the spreads and you see like all the images, how how he placed the images next to each other. And uh, I liked it a lot, so I, I must say that he did most <laughs> of the uh, of the creating work because yeah. um, for me I was um, if I put the book uh, together myself I would uh, do it much more maybe uh, location oriented so I would okay. put the yeah. same locations together. Yeah. But the good thing that uh, <clears throat> because Greg doesn't know the location, so Absolutely. so he put it. Uh, uh, so we placed the images together more um, 
like in a visual pleasing way. Yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think he did a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I think it's great when you've got the experience of someone else who's produced a lot yeah. of books or been involved, but also, as you say, doesn't know the location, doesn't have any emotional connection to the images. So he's looking at it very much from a pragmatic view in terms of, right, what works with that image without having an inclination that, well, that image should actually sit beside that because they're of the same location so he's beginning to look at it far more in terms i'd imagine tonally structurally how the flow of the exactly, work goes yeah. as well um and i think because I think, this, yeah. this, this this happened to me even before when i was preparing um, an exhibition for example yeah. and also i i have this problem like if i should select maybe 20 pieces out of out of my work it's very difficult to like what, what should I choose and where to yeah. put this and where, where to put that image. And um, if I had a friend who had uh, experience with, uh, with exhibitions and curating, it helped me a lot. And, and he selected works which maybe I wouldn't select at all. Yeah. And he placed them like together so nicely. So um, yeah, I think it, it's yeah. really important to have someone else to help you at least, you know, uh, go go through this process. Yeah, absolutely. You get a fresh pair of eyes, someone who sees things differently and will, as you say, will begin to see what images maybe work together that you've not even thought about because mm. you, you get so used to seeing your own work and understanding how, how it should work from your perspective that you think you probably know deep down that maybe some images don't work well together, but you want them to work well together. So you kind of just accept that yeah. they work they, they accept yeah. that they work well together and then it's when someone else looks at it and thinks oh that doesn't mm, that kind of jars and and you you can then make you can then make the change um, and were there any images that you really wanted in the book that didn't make it uh i think maybe <laughs> like two of them which That's i right. which i uh, <laughs> wanted to have there but then because uh, if if i uh, <laughs> If there is something which I really wanted to have in the book, I just uh, yes, told Greg, we, we we need to have this in. <laughs> but I think I think like two or three, yeah. uh, two, two or three didn't didn't make it. But uh, what I wanted to point out, uh, it's it's also very um, subjective, you know, for yeah. myself. So if I if I really like one image, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's. Uh, uh, well, it, it might be good, like, uh, you know, yep. composition-wise and, 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 like, the quality of the image can be good, but it might not be suitable for the book or for, 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 for a certain project. So, yeah. uh, because with some images, I have, uh, like, emotional bond. So, Absolutely, yeah. Because, for example, I, I you know, remember the, the time or place where, where, I, where I shot it or, yeah. or um, maybe it took me a long time since I got the, uh, got the best conditions or the good condition for this shot but the viewer doesn't know this and and he should yeah so uh, you're, abs you're absolutely right. the objective there's, yeah you're absolutely right there's there's images which are favorites because of the emotional connection that we have to them be it as you say it might have taken you a dozen trips to actually get the conditions you want and therefore actually there's such a special meaning to that compared to some other shots where you just get to a location the conditions are great and you get yeah. the first time whereas as you say when a viewer is looking through the images they have no idea that it's maybe it's maybe been one of the hardest shots to actually capture yeah and exactly and therefore yeah. actually it's it's as, a, as, as part of a body of work, it doesn't necessarily work well with the sequence. It maybe doesn't work well by itself. Um, 
so as you say, yeah, some some images work well for certain projects, but they don't work well for other projects. And but likewise, you do the flip reverse, whereby you've got images that you think, yep, that's a nice image. It's not necessarily a personal favorite. It maybe doesn't work as well as a standalone image, but as part of the sequence through a through a large body of work, it actually enhances and and it really come it kind of comes to life. It connects up images together. So it's always an interesting way when you when you do begin to look at your work in terms of sequencing and and, and work as body and, and images as bodies of work because some images yeah work well some images don't work well and and it's the challenge of saying goodbye to the images that you really really want to make make it but you know just just don't fit the don't fit the 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 format yes and and also for the book it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to it has to be like collection of your best work like Absolutely. best standalone work yeah because it's something else if you present one image and it's, yep. it might be a really good image but in the in the book it, it should have like a certain flow and it yeah. the um i mean it all the images doesn't have to be like wow images Absolutely. yeah so, so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're 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 totally right. They don't all need to be all wow images, and in fact, you probably you don't want them to be all wow images yeah, because exactly. because you you need to keep a you need to keep a different flow going through. Yeah, and, and, and different uh, composition, focal length, and and like different mood and light as well, because yeah. it you you don't have to have the best light or like. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. You've got yeah. you've got to keep the vo the viewer flowing through at a steady pace without every image just being wow, wow. You want them actually to stop and think and and something to to break the flow up, change it as you, exactly as, as, as yeah. you've done nicely from intimate shots to the wide vistas that really s slow someone down at a particular point, which makes them then stop and think um, and and begin to try and form some emotional connection and come up with their own view and, and their own narrative through your work as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's nice to then, you know, hear from my friends or from people who, who read the book to, to hear their opinions, like which images they like and, yeah. and which they don't, because sometimes it's, uh, it's quite different from, from my opinion. So yeah. it's, uh, it's always great to, to have some feedback from, from other photographers and friends. Yeah, that's, I, th I think that's very much the case probably with most photographers. The, the images of their own that they really, really like are the ones or the ones that they think, yeah, it's an okay image, but it's not a personal favorite. You can guarantee that's the one that everyone else thinks, oh, that's a really, really nice image. And yeah, you're sitting yeah. there thinking, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I much prefer that one. But why? <laughs> yes. But it's 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 human nature. I think everyone sees, everyone sees things entirely differently in, in someone's work. Yeah, so that's why I'm really happy when there's an there's an image which I really like. Like yep. even if like when I shoot it, then process the image, and then uh, even if it's liked or appreciated from the audience or from some you know other photographers, then uh, then I'm very happy okay. with it. And 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 has it been a real? It must have been a real satisfaction when you saw the the final book in printed form as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was, uh, of course, uh, before I got the proofs, which I yeah. which I already liked. And so when we were checking the the, the colors oh, and the, yeah. the, the the light fine tuning, so there's no uh, tint or or yeah. anything like that. And yeah, then when I got the first first final book, it was uh, yeah very nice because i think um uh, greg's greg's uh, choose a very nice paper yes the um, italian paper and and 
yeah, it's uh, the tones and colors really, really Work stand well. out. And yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that that's it. And, and because you're working through the seasons, you've really got the full full spectrum of all colors and and a lot of tones in there as well through summer through autumn and then into winter which is obviously far more minimal so i suppose yeah to, to, there's a there's a full range to to really get to to work well together um, but mm-hmm. at the same time you've got the benefit of greg's experience and, and his and his knowledge of all the of all the papers that he uses to, to ensure that you're going to get the best results yeah yeah because uh, i already have some of his book Yes, and uh, I will I will talk, talk about them later. So I saw the uh, saw the quality or, or the options of yep. like different covers and and, and papers and uh, so this this was a uh, this was very good because I could see you know yep. in front how how it can look. Yeah, uh, especially for example the the book from Adam Gibbs, Quiet yes. Light. Yeah, where I really enjoyed the uh, like all the tones and and. And, and, and the depths of you yeah, know also yeah. the of the colors on this this particular paper yeah. so so that that helped a lot yeah and do you think you would ever publish another book not necessarily even to the same scale but maybe a smaller book or a book of different different work is that something that would be of interest to you now having gone through the process once already yeah yeah for the future i for sure yeah, yeah. i don't know when yet of course <laughs> it will take several years maybe i would like to go for a black and white book yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, I I don't know yet about the subject, but uh, I would definitely like to do something something yeah. in the, in well, the future, I, I, or I think... or maybe about one specific area. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see. It's, it, well, that that's it. The thing is, once you've gone through the process, you you begin to form ideas, and you'll you'll know what project or what subject might work might work well for that but yeah i think uh, a black and white book maybe as you say maybe focusing on a particular area location or or subject mm-hmm. or something could be quite could be quite nice and now yeah it's you look at some some of the books i've got they're not huge big books it's they can be very small size very small number of image count but they work equally as well um yeah yeah for example like a black and white a square book yeah maybe mm, Eight inches by eight inches, yeah. something like that. It, it it could could be very nice. Yeah, that's simple, it. minimalistic, yeah. Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah, plenty of it. Yeah, plenty of nice books that come along on those sorts of subject matters. But yeah, so I, yeah, talking about books, I'm always very interested to hear what books uh, my guests find as personal favorites on their own bookshelf so it would be great martin if you could maybe share four or five of your favorite photo books from other photographers i i can probably take a well guess obviously you've mentioned michael kenna which would really be no surprise if that is one of your books but I'd be very interested to hear what your other what some of your other personal okay. favorites are so i've uh, i've already mentioned michael kenna and i have yep. several of his books and yep. my like most favorites of him is uh, the the huang shan yeah, book yep. which is uh, from the Yellow Mountains in China, and I, you know, love the how we worked with the with the granite cliffs there and trees and light. I think it's it's phenomenal yeah. uh, body of work. Then of course is uh, Japan book, yeah, which I uh, which I love and it's it's been a great inspiration for my uh, <laughs> minimalistic work. Yeah, because uh, Hokkaido is just just a paradise for. For uh, these 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 kind of shots, uh, then um, 
I like the book from Hans Strand. Yes. And it's it's the uh, it's the book Beyond Landscape. Yeah. And um, I really like his approach to shooting. It's also like not so, I would say, appealing or, or interesting locations, but he's uh, really good at shooting like chaotic, uh, chaotic views and composition, and, and, and he organizes them so well yeah. that uh, even though if you look like, like it's it's um, the image can be a, like uh, you think it's a mess, but but it actually has an order, and and, yeah. and he's he's so good at this. Yeah, I so like that. this, this I, I text, really, textured, yeah. Uh, yeah, images and yeah. I really like Hans Strand's work as well. Really, yeah, really very interesting. I think I read a couple of his books. I like his Iceland above and below as well. It's really quite fascinating when he when he's up in up in the plane shooting down and you just see some incredible patterns that really just make you think. Yeah, and, and yeah, you really it's, it's amazing. No, yeah, no idea what they what they necessarily are to begin with until you actually spend some time just looking looking for looking at how it all works together and how it's all been pieced together uh-huh yeah yeah i i really love his work and so that's uh that's definitely one of uh, one of my favorites and then uh i've already mentioned adam gibbs yes so his his book quite light also from kozu books is uh yeah i i, I also like his um how he composes images and how he works with the light. Yeah. And then uh, I would also like to mention uh, Theo Bosboom. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with his Back to Iceland book, it's 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 quite a book, quite a new book now. Yeah. I think I got it uh, maybe yeah, three three or four weeks ago, and. Yeah. Also, I I, I really love nice. his unique uh, unique approach to the to the abstract uh, kind of kind of images so yeah great selections my yeah. top selection top selections yeah i can imagine have you ever have you ever been to hokkaido to photograph the snow there? no no i've had one I, day I've had i have one... i have been to japan but not not hokkaido no. yeah i've had one day doing photography in hokkaido one single day one day yeah i went we, okay. we were we were up there on a trip myself and my wife and i managed to agree with her that we could go out and do some photography for a day I oh was nice yeah and, and it's just in the middle of winter was yeah, there some snow it was about the 20 it was it was boxing day one year 26th or 27th of december so we spent a day out and oh. this, this the snow is about three or four foot deep at the side of the road is <laughs> it's, it's mental great wow <laughs> i could highly recommend that's it. my dream yeah, absolutely. It's it's like even for me, it's like the when you when you stepped out the car and you just you saw some of the scenes that you've seen before and seen in other people's mm -hmm. work. It's just it's just an incredible feeling, incredible atmosphere. That's that's the thing to 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 be there and just see literally how much snow there actually is. Um, quite quite a phenomenal yeah, place. Yeah, I I've heard some stories about how much how much yeah. snow there is. It's, oh yeah, it's, 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 it's mental. Abs absolutely <laughs> mental. But uh, yes, yeah, oh. so it's somewhere I'd love to return to, but uh, we'll maybe get back eventually. But at the same time, there's loads of one other wonderful places to go and photograph in the world. But yeah, I think we're all influenced by what we see in other people's works. And, and it's wonderful to be able to sit down with someone's book from from these wonderful places and just take some inspiration and enjoyment from from seeing other people's work and how, how they've put together. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Mm. That's that's what I love too, you know, to just just browse through the photo books and also uh, like these days, I think it's a great uh, great way to uh, you know get offline and because you can find anything on the internet. And uh, I think there are so many people who uh, view images only online, yeah. and it's not the proper way to to you know look at the images, and it, it, it just should end up on, on good quality paper. And absolutely, that's, that's how it should be seen. That that's it, and it, but the book becomes a so such a tactile experience, particularly the likes of Michael Kenna's Japan with its yeah, covers yeah. and and his Akaido book with the with the wood covers. But the paper quality inside these books, oh is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. That's, that's, that's very top. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's, it's, it's hard to hard to beat. Yeah. It's really <laughs> possible to beat. Yeah, and it's really press. You always know if it's a black yeah. and white book from the Israeli oh. press, the 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 quality is just going to be sublime. Um, but yeah, the, that that's that's what they, that's what they do, and that's what they really focus on. But yeah, it just it makes the whole experience so different, and you can't uh, online cannot compete with it because you're also viewing it in in the way that the that the photographer wants their work to yeah. be seen and and how it should be seen, and you can dip in and out, and yeah, it's just it's a it's a whole different experience. Exactly. Yeah. Well, on that note, Martin, I would just like to thank you very much for your time this morning to chat about. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Good to finally meet you as well. Um, and yeah, lovely to talk about your work. Good to put a, 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 a face to face to the name for uh, all the tree photography that I see appear on social media and to <laughs> recognize it as being something that, uh, that, that, that you've done. So it's, it's wonderful from that point of view. And yeah, thank you very much for your time, Martin. Thank you very much for having me, Ewan. It was it was a pleasure and, and it was great to talk about my book. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.